You grab the blanket, girl, I grab the beer. I know a spot not far from here. A little place only four-wheel drives can go. Good morning and welcome to the back porch with JM Brandon. Today we have got a guest named Jason Welb. How are you, Jason? Oh, doing pretty good, guys. And I'm going to tell you, Jason has got a, he's also got a unique sound just like everybody else that we've had here on the back porch. He, uh, I think he's from Martin, Tennessee. Is that correct? Uh, well, originally from Greenfield, um, and uh, I lived in Martin for about 14 years, and we now live in Troy, but my music's always been based out of the Martin area. Okay, okay. So here at the back porch, we don't just focus on Jackson music scene. We we try to just get throughout Tennessee and the surrounding areas. So, uh, you know, we just want to make sure that everybody can, can hear your music, can hear your sound, and, and hear how good you are. Oh, absolutely, man. I'm glad to be here, and I think what you guys are doing is, is great. Uh, I haven't got a chance to listen to all the episodes, but uh, I'm working through them, uh, and I encourage any artist that uh, you want to get your stuff out there to holler at these guys because they definitely got a good thing going on down here. Jason, won't you play Complicated Man for us? Oh, that sounds like a good one. Soon I'll be aching more Call your name it feels As as rain a kiss Stills the pain I still remember Breathing down my neck That was all that was left Tear your skin like paper towels Soaked in water, how easy it must feel To drift away, and I don't remember Half of what I know That's the way
between Nashville and Memphis lies Exit 82. The Jackson, Tennessee area is a hotbed of extremely talented musical performers. Join WNBJ for the Exit 82 show. You'll see and hear an amazing variety of original music performed by Jackson area talent. Exit 82 airs every Saturday following Saturday Night Live on Jackson's NBC 39. All right, man, that was a great song. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, we uh, I've done a couple of versions of it. There's a the first time I, I wrote it. Uh, it's on a homemade like iPhone GarageBand version, and I actually released online. Um, you can get all my music on my Bandcamp site. It's uh, www.jasonweb.bandcamp.com. I've got a new version of that song coming on a, my most recent studio album. It's called Surviving the Crooked Times. It's still in the making, and it'll be a full band version. Tell us about when, uh, what, what made you first decide to get into music? What, what inspired you? Well, uh, there's several different stories to that. Uh, I grew up, my parents, uh, they loved rock and roll and uh, different music. Um, I remember them listening to a lot of records when I grew up. Of course, I inherited all those. Um, there was a time where um, we had some friends. They had some friends that played in a band called Claw Bone. Um, and we used to go out and see them when I was a kid and I'd watch them play guitars and drums and everything. And that's, I remember that being one of the first things that made me want to play guitar. Um, I remember taking David Bowie's Diamond Dogs record to my mom and opening it up and it had this big picture of Bowie and he's like laid out like a dog. But he looks, <laughs> and I, I, you know what I'm talking about? So I took it to my mom and I remember she was doing dishes and I was, I was pretty young and I remember saying, mom, is, is this a, a man or a woman? or a dog and she said son meet david bowie and, and I, that's one of my first memories of discovering rock and roll so uh but yeah i mean i just uh when i got older i started playing guitar when i was about 15 and i think i had some other friends that, that were playing before me and i thought man i can do that if they can do it i can so you know i took lessons for about a year just learning basic guitar and I started teaching myself more than they could teach me. So the next thing you knew, you know, I'm writing songs a year later and I've been a songwriter ever since, man. You know, so many people that have been through here, whenever they talk about what music has influenced them and what they like to listen to growing up, a lot of kids go back and talk about the record players that their parents had. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I remember Saturday morning was when we cleaned the house and my parents would put a vinyl on and we'd listen to the record all the way through as we were cleaning the house a lot of 70s and 80s stuff man I, there's so many that, that i look back on i remember my mom just listening to records with me and and she'd make me pay attention to the sound effects on dark side of the moon and things like that yeah. you know um, when i first really got into music i grew up on classic rock and stuff like that but i, I guess i would say uh when kurt cobain died i just really dropped into nirvana and oh, the yeah. Seattle music scene grabbed a hold of me, and it was a wild ride, man. I got into punk rock, and uh, I, I listened to punk rock and metal and, uh, you know, heavy stuff all through high school. And my grandmother actually used to tell me, because uh, I always had my Nirvana shirt on everywhere I went, and she used to say, Jason, one day you're going to grow up and you're going to realize there's more to life than Kurt Cobain. And I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember saying, yeah, right, you don't know what you're talking about, and I was just a, a dumb teenager, so, you know, she was right, you know. When, later on, when I got into uh, more and more different genres of music, I uh, discovered Wilco and Uncle Tupelo, and I really never even knew I liked country until I started finding these bands, you know, like we were talking about Whiskey Town earlier. Right. And um, it just really blew me up, and 
Um, you know, that's a great point. I remember when I yeah. was a kid putting a Nirvana tape in my mother's car and she looked at me and she said, what's a Nirvana? And I was like, uh, it's this band right here. But then as I grew up and started to learn how Nirvana came to be and all the different musical influences that they had, start getting into the Violent Femmes. You know, I think I almost had a heart attack when I realized the Violent Femmes recorded that album in like 82. They bring all their equipment on the bus. Do they? <laughs> I'm not going to say the rest of the quote. We, but <laughs> I, I like them. They, they, I mean, all that's just, it's crazy because you go back and you start to see where there's a line where, like back when you're younger, the punk rock and the loud music was where it was at. But then when you get older, you start realizing country um, is the real punk rock. You know, <laughs> it really is, you know. Yeah. And nowadays, it's really took a turn. I think it's a, a beautiful thing. Uh, I like music of all kinds. I, I, I love stuff like Radiohead and Cigarettes and things like that as well, you know, just as well as I like alternative country music or something like that. So I, I'd say my favorite band in the world is probably Wilco and Radiohead. Those two just really have done a lot for me through the years. Music's a, it's not just something to do or listen to. It's a, it's a part of me, you know, it always has been. Right, and that's one thing you can always tell with uh, with original songwriters, and we've mentioned this before, is how the song comes from their heart, how how they how they feel, you know, when they sing this song. That's what makes original music so inspiring and different, is because you have somebody. They're not just singing you a song, but they're telling you a story. Absolutely, and I and I, you know. A lot of times when I write, I don't even know what I'm writing about, and it'll come out later to come to me later. Um, and actually, the the song I'm gonna play for you next is it's a funny story behind it because they, my wife had a, a new album that I had done, and we've done two different studio versions of this song. And she had listened through my album, and she said, "Well, my daughter was only about a year old uh, when I wrote it, and she said I like the one you wrote for Ellie, your daughter, my daughter." And I said, what, what song is she talking about? You know, and, and when I went back and really thought about it and listened to it, I, that's when I realized, I guess I did write it for her. You know, and, and sometimes when you're writing, you don't even know what you're writing about. I mean, right. that's how it goes for me a lot of times. You know, I just go with what feels right, what sounds right, what, what soothes my soul, I guess. So, and uh, that, that's just an example of it. So, well, can we hear that song sure, next? Sure, yeah. It's just a little ditty called Smile. Take all your suffering away 
don't you ever act like the war is over Cause it's always going on You keep an eye looking over your shoulder, baby You won't last long And has it ever been a better time To believe in all the bets that you place Oh, I'd lay money down on the surface of ground And I'd walk right out of this place Brandon Newman from Newman & Webb Law Firm in Trenton, Tennessee. What makes a great musician is what makes a great lawyer, the ability to tell a story. And at Newman & Webb Law Firm, we know how to tell your story. We handle all kinds of litigated cases. That means cases that are handled in court. So if you know someone or if you have a case and you need to speak to an attorney, call Newman & Webb Law Firm in Trenton at 855-2972 or check us out on Facebook because we can tell your story. All right, we got another great song there from Jason. I'm gonna tell you, you you've got a you've got a sound to me. I guess would would you call it Americana? Yeah, sure. I have before. You know, uh, we had a band a couple of years ago called Old Hall, and uh, we were seven piece uh, band, and we started out calling it bluegrass, and then we played with some real bluegrass bands, and we realized real quick we weren't bluegrass. We had some <laughs> roots in there, and uh, you know, so we we kept kind of tinkering with what we would call our music, and we ended up having. In the long run, seven different members and had piano, and we had a guy that come play saxophone, make it sound like Saturday Night Live, you know. <laughs> and then we had uh, bass and guitar and uh, banjo and mandolin, and it was just a mixture of all these roots music. And I guess we could have just called it roots, but Americana seemed to really fit the bill. And since then, you know, it's easier to call my music Americana because there's a little country, there's a little folk, there's a little rock and roll, you know, whatever I can put into it. I really never sit down and think about it when I write, you know, it's just, uh, it's just uh, kind of what comes out, what comes out. Yeah, exactly. I've even done some hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be interesting. Yeah, man. Hey, I grew up listening to outcast, man. And I love yeah. hip hop. I actually got to see him play last year and I was so excited. I teared up, man. I cried. When I saw <laughs> and so, you know, I could say I'm a true hip hop fan. If uh, when I saw big boy and Andre take the stage, did you, came did you sing? Eyes. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> I don't. I've never tried to cover any uh, outcast, but uh, I did hear a really cool version of "Hey Y'all" once. It was acoustic, and, and I've thought about trying to learn that for shows, you know. But I've never done it. With the weekend that song hit the number one spot, Amber and I had flown back to Scotland, and we were in this little bitty Nissan car that looked like a pregnant roller skate, and uh, we were driving up the countryside. And you could hear that song three to four times an hour on the radio. It was driving me insane. I know. It's, it's one of those, man. And it, it, You know, they did play that when I saw them last year. And uh, they, the, the way they introduced it was hilarious because they just started asking the crowd, do y'all know Freddie Jackson? Do you know Janet Jackson? Do you know Michael Jackson? And it just keeps going for a minute. And then finally he says, do you know Miss Jackson? <laughs> it was just hilarious. You know? They had a lot of fun. Well, I tell you, it seems like here lately that the, 
the Americana, you know, is what a lot of people's calling it. But that type of genre and that music scene here lately has just really been blowing up. Yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, when, when it comes to my stuff, especially playing solo, um, if I'm not doing a band thing, it's, it's I usually just say singer, songwriter, Americana. You know, it's right. usually about the best way I can put it. And older people crack me up that don't really listen to music, and they'll say, "Well, what do you play?" And I'll just say, "Well, you ever heard Bob Dylan?" It's, you know, and that's the best way to put it to them. Right. It's just the fact that it's a guy with a guitar that sings. That's me, you know. So, <laughs> and, and and I don't think I sound like Bob Dylan even, but that's they get it then for some reason. Right. Bob Dylan could be a genre. Just the, oh yeah, you know, exactly. It's like oh, I play Bob Dylan, but you don't really. You just <laughs> you just made up a genre. You know, you got a lot of you got a lot of people out there now. Like, you know, we talked earlier about Sturgill Simpson, Old Crow Medicine Absolutely. Show, Wave It Brothers. I love Old Crow, man. Um, you know, uh, I think the Devil Makes Three. Yeah, great and, band. Uh, I mean, great there's band. just uh, it's just blowing up everywhere, but you don't hear it on the radio. Yeah, and there's a lot same. of people that don't like country music that are listening to Devil Make Three type style yeah um brandy kemp down here at brandy kemp world emporium she hates country music she's just not a big fan of it but you put on avent brothers or you put on something like that she thinks it's the best thing she's ever heard it'd be hard to call it country now that they've changed country yeah it's it's pop music now the mainstream country i mean sturgill's about I think Sturgill Simpson might be the savior of country music if he keeps going in the media the way he has been. Right. I was reading an article this week, and I think it was Shooter Jennings that was talking about the fact that at one time he couldn't stand Garth Brooks and couldn't stand listening to his music, and then mu- country music got worse. Right, right, yeah. And now there's that. days that he just he'll sit around and listen to Garth Brooks all day long just yeah, to think, I to man, Garth. I thought it was bad then. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happens, man, and, and it's sad to see the direction everything has gone in. And I remember being a teenager and everybody saying, I mean, rock is dead and stuff like that. And I, I remember I was so into rock music at one time, and I thought, they're crazy, you know. And now you look at what, what's happening on uh, mainstream rock music is not good anymore on, right. on the radio. It's it, And all the good rock bands are, you it's know, they're playing, they're playing the festivals and they're doing the underground thing. And Exactly. It's more indie. It's yeah. hilarious, man. Like, I've, I, I've been to Bonnaroo five times, and I know I've had people come up and go, well, who are you going to see down there? And I'll say, well, Radiohead's playing, and they'll go, who? And I'm like, okay, they're only one of the biggest bands of all time. <laughs> you know, it's like I might as well say the Beatles. Do you know who the right. Beatles are? You know, the people just have lost touch with music, I think. so. They're accustomed to only what they hear on the radio. Absolutely. Well, and, and rock uh, music has kind of done the same thing country music did. It's gone into a completely alternative genre. And if you want to hear anything good, you know, it's kind of like with country music going over to Americana and switching over to an Americana radio station. Uh, if you want to hear something in rock music that's good, you're going to be listening to some kind of alternative rock. And that's what Radiohead is. And it's just kind of funny how in society we start to mimic things and then call them a different thing uh, when, you know, it's really rock all along. Well, exactly. And, you know, back in uh, back in the 90s, you still had rock. You had you had Radiohead, you had Incubus, you had Nirvana, and you, you had a lot of people. There was a big time going on. It yeah. was. And it just kind of died off. Well, it kind of died off, and now all you hear is pop. Well, you know, I saw a video the other day. You guys were talking about the Avett Brothers getting big and everything, and uh, I saw a video with uh, where Chris Cornell actually came out and sang with the Avett Brothers uh, from Soundgarden. And, and I thought, like, well, here we go. You know, even these guys that, that lived in that genre – 
through the '90s, they're starting to realize this is where the real music is. These these bands that are coming out like that. Right. right. As long as you've been playing, what what is the I guess the the biggest venue you've played or favorite the, venue? Your most favorite venue? What have you been most you know starstruck by? If you venue across wise, anybody? Oh man, I don't know. You know, I've played so many different places. Um, being starstruck, I don't I don't know about that. Like we got to play there on in Paducah in the scene uh, when I was in Old Hall we got to be friends with uh, Bon and the Mash uh, amazing bluegrass uh, jam band out of Paducah area and uh, they, they actually just had their 10 year anniversary show last night in Nashville and they're such a great group of guys and uh, they took a liking to us just heard one of our albums got given to them and uh, they started letting us come out and open for them and play for their crowd up there and they had a huge crowd and uh we you know not only that but they were great guys to hang out with and party with and be friends with and so uh that that was really a big moment for me when when i saw that guys that i mean if you saw them play you'd see what i mean like they're so tight and amazing uh with their instruments and everything and it just blew my mind to think these guys are watching us play our four chord songs down here and letting us come out and open for them and we didn't even ask them they asked us so you know it was a big thing i was like hey uh, so that, that that's a moment i really cherish was meeting those guys from bond the mash if you do like the bluegrass scene yeah one band you need to check out it's called the judge tossard band okay i don't know if you've heard of them or not but they do a they'll take rock songs and play them bluegrass style you know they don't they don't redneck it up or nothing like that. I we mean, don't hate they, on Hacy Dixie. Oh, absolutely, they were the not. best thing we had for a little while. But but I mean, this group is is awesome. And uh, I got to talking to one of the guys here the other night, and and he was telling me now that Jeff Cook with Alabama is their manager. Yeah, of course, you know they were always big Alabama fans as well. But uh, the first time I seen him, we was at Dollywood at a bluegrass festival, and you know I kind of went into the celebrity theater to kind of get out of the heat and cool off hear some music and they was up there playing and I was just I was blown away yeah you know and they they were awesome so if you like bluegrass and you like rock and roll as well that's one you really need to check out is the judge Tolford. I I'm writing that down before I leave definitely yeah. I I love uh I love trampled by turtles and and old yes. crow medicine show and the bands that have really they, I don't even know I almost want to call it new grass, you know, because yeah. it's 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 a newer, more indie version point. of bluegrass, yeah, exactly. you know, and it's it's definitely took off, you know. And well, uh, now they still play in the style of, you know, your classic bluegrass. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Trap by Turtles and, goes to the roots of it several oh, yeah. times, you yeah. know, and they keep that in their music, and I think that's a beautiful thing, you know, because when you go back to those, I love sitting around listening to the Stanley Brothers and. Stuff like that, you know, Bill Monroe right, and Bill stuff. Monroe. And when I go back and listen to the bluegrass like that, like it, it needs to be preserved. You know, it's just oh, of course, it's it's such it's... a perfect sound. You know, uh, and it's the sound of the South. Well, for for the listeners out there, I have been talking with the Judge Talford Band, and at some point they are going to do a phone interview with us. Oh, and, that's uh, cool. They're going to be on the show. And, <laughs> but uh, but man, if y'all hadn't heard of them, you need to check them out because they do have some great stuff and a, and a good sound. So uh, we're going to go ahead and, and play a uh, recorded song so everybody can kind of hear what you sound like with a band behind you, if you know what they can expect when you're on stage. Go ahead and tell us about this next song well, we're going to play. Um, as far as having a full band, um, on, on what you're going to hear, you're, you're basically just hearing uh, stuff that I did together with overdubs and things. And then I have uh, my friend Dusty Stringer plays on the, the second song that you guys will play. Um, the first one's called 42 Long. Um, and I played the ganjo over it and, uh, just, uh, it's a fast little song that, that's really fun to play 
uh, something I just threw together one day. And uh, when we recorded it, it was just a really fun uh, song, you know. So, uh, but there's not as far as having uh, a full band, you won't hear that on this record. But it's a uh, it's got some accompaniment for sure. That was forty two by Jason Weld. Forty two long. Forty two long. Jason, do you uh, do you do your own recording? Um, we I have a friend named Harley Taylor. He's a producer. Um, for me, um, we started working together on the Delivering the Sorrow album. Uh, from what you just heard, um, and we're working on a new record called uh, Surviving the Crooked Times. So it'll be more full band. Um, we I, I do a lot of home recording. I use uh, the iPad. And I use GarageBand. Uh, the mobile version, I learned how to use that with the, uh, I use the uh, uh, Audacity system and I, yeah. and I use that for mastering. Uh, a friend of mine turned me on to all that and I realized, man, I didn't even need a mic, you know. And I've actually, <laughs> I've actually put out, I don't know how many home recordings now. 
but they just keep coming, and uh, I think I'm up to number 18 altogether, and that's, that's counting my five studio albums. So. Since we started the show, we've always recorded with Audacity, but uh, we've got this new interface installed now, and the problem is with this interface is that we've got up to 16 channels or up to 16 tracks that we can record. Well, with Audacity, you're limited to two at once that's all we can do so so we've gone over to the this this new recording software so you know if the show sounds a little different that's why we're still learning this software we want to thank the people that gave us that software. we do uh we want to we want to say uh, a big thank you to jerry williams and luke williams for for donating this software to us um huge donation it's helped us out a lot it's going to make this interface work a lot better and help us control you know, volumes on individual tracks instead of trying to do it all in one whack. Somebody came in one morning when we were recording a show and asked us what we were doing this for. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, how do you make money out of this? And we're like, there's money to be made? Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I can say we have not made uh -uh. a dime on this show. No, we do this for fun. This is something that we both really care about because we think local music needs to be showcased and there needs to be well, I can tell you, man, that's much appreciated. That's, I mean, I'm sure I'm speaking for everybody who's been involved with it, man. You guys are really doing a great job. Well, Jason and I are selfish, selfish people. We do, <laughs> <laughs> we do it because we like music. I mean, we want people to be able to play. We want to be able to go uh, out to a restaurant or out to a bar and hear somebody play. And, you know, if we don't get involved, there's not going to be anybody to keep you guys around. Well, exactly. Amen. I can, <laughs> well, I can tell you, you don't want to see me on stage playing because, number one, I'll get booed off the stage. And number two, if you're a business, you're not going to have any business that night. So, you know, I got to thinking about it and I got to talking to a lot of people and I'm like, you know, there's really not a show or, or anything out there right now. And this was before I'd ever heard of Exit 82 TV, which is awesome. But, uh, you know, I said there's really nothing out there that showcases local musicians. I've got a, I've got a daughter, so we don't, we don't go around to bars or to the bar scene to listen yeah, to music, yeah. you know. So e even myself, I don't know what all is out there. Well, I've been playing over, uh, and Daniel's played as, as well. We, we do the uh, Discovery Park of America. has a uh, We do this little thing called Libation Station. It's on the train. I don't know if y'all yeah. get to visit. Yeah. Um, they, we just play right out there on the deck, man, and it's like a you know couple hours. Um, they have hors d'oeuvres, and, and, and they have a, a bar up there, but it's yeah. all ages as well. Right, right. And so uh, that, that was a big thing for us last year, and I actually have some dates coming up for that this year. I'll be playing through the summer, and, and Daniel cool. as well. So, we need uh, to check that out. That's yeah. something Jason and I talk about a lot. We both have kids that are about the same age. Mine's 10. And, you know, I'm not taking him to a bar to see a band. It's just not going to happen. But there's we need a venue in this area uh, or more venues in this area where we you can do. take a whole family out. And, and there's a few of them out there right now. Um, they're, they're not really known yet, and I think they're trying to make a good start at this. But one is here in Milan. It's a, it's a coffee house restaurant called Mojo's. And and every once in a while, they've got good, you know, live music, and they've got some some good people out there playing. I'm about to check it out, man. I, that's what uh, we were talking about coming down here this morning, and I, I haven't, I didn't even know anything about it. So yeah, they got yeah. some cool folks over there. Jeremy McEwen plays over there quite exactly. A bit. And and you was talking about a while ago recording on your iPad. This and, and this just really blows my mind. I've, I've told this before, but Jeremy McEwen. Um, here over the past few weeks, he has actually been charted on the Roots Acoustic Blues chart. And, uh, it's been up to number two or number three, hasn't he? I think the highest it's ranked is number two. Um, there for a while, he was averaging number four. 
Um, at one time, he was ahead of Kev Moe. And that you know, was a the, song that he came and played on our show. Yeah, it was, uh, it's a song he's got out called Mississippi Free. Uh, he's actually now got his own radio show on a radio station in Nashville called East Nash- Nashville Radio. And uh, But anyway, I, you know, I, he's, he's touring all over the country as, from what I understand. But, yeah, and he's, he's got a great sound. It's a real old, rootsy, raw mm-hmm. blues sound. That's the kind of stuff I like. You know, he's got the resonator and, and everything. But well, getting back to my original story with the iPad, he created his own label. It's called Fort Deer Record Label. And everything he records, he goes out to a barn and records, and it's all on a iPad with one condenser microphone hooked up to it. That's oh, it. That's the way to go. He can do some amazing stuff. And that, that's all he has. And but he every has guest we've had with has been recording on iPads and home studios, and I just right. think that's the coolest thing. Oh, it's awesome. What gets me, though, is, you know, you got all these people spending thousands and thousands of dollars to have a record recorded and nothing against record studios because they're great. I mean, engineering and sound is not just anybody can do it. I mean, that's some hard stuff. It's, you know, it, it, it was easier for me just for the fact that I've been recorded in so many different ways. I picked up on things, but the, yeah, the right. iPad for me using GarageBand the way I do has just been, it's more like I feel to me like I'm making demos. And then, because like a lot of the stuff we're doing on the new studio album now, we're using Pro Tools and everything. But right. um, when I'm, when, when I'm making it, you know, I'm looking back at some of these songs that I, that I was basically making demos of with the GarageBand software. And I'm just really grateful to have it, and it, it sure it sure beats having a tape recorder, you know. <laughs> oh, I was one yeah. of those nerds when I was 12. I asked Santa Claus to bring me an eight track recorder oh, when man. I was a kid, and my and Santa Claus brought that eight track recorder to me, and then I would start, <laughs> you know, laying down two or three guitar tracks over the top of one another and trying to sing. But unfortunately, Santa Claus couldn't bring you talent. Um, so it didn't really help me much, but you know, it's just really cool how much life has changed from the nineties to now, you know, most people are recording, carrying around a recording studio in their pocket every day. Yeah, they are. Uh, Speaking of the eight track, man, uh, we got a good buddy over in Martin, uh, Mr. Derek Ivy. He plays in a a home recording band called the golden hours and him and his family as well. And, uh, he does everything on that, on tape, on a cassette tape on eight track, and uh, man, he's got oodles and oodles of tapes, and that's and I do a lot of recording with him. I actually did one of my full length albums with him on. It was all on cassette. So um, you guys should check him out sometime, and um, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, because he he's definitely old school about it, and he loves the art of of the recording on the cassettes and the the A track, and he's turned me on to a lot of different sound yeah. that way, you know. Well, speaking of recording music, we're gonna go on to your next recorded song. Can okay. you introduce it for us? Yeah, man, it's the loneliest of dreams, and. Uh, it's uh, the best way to describe this song is it's about as honest as I can be about being a struggling musician. Um, that's why I picked this song because this show is, you know, it's revolved around struggling musicians. And I thought this was a good pick for this because it, it's basically like, man, I've been doing this for so long. I've, I've been doing this for like 17, 18 years and making albums and stuff. And at some point, you know, when I was younger, you, you really think about making it and making it big and everything. And at some point you start realizing, um, that's not all life is, but it's it's remembering the fun of the music and remembering why you do it in the first place and not losing control of it. So right. that's what this song's about, basically. Uh, there's a line in the song, uh, uh, like Mr. Cash had lived his life, I'll be writing music to the day I die. And that's that's exactly, you know, it's what people need to realize that 
sometimes, you know, when I turn the TV on and I see all this ridiculous stuff <laughs> happening in the music industry, I'm like, right. man. So that's that's what this song is. This is the loneliest of dreams. All right, well, let's check it out. One time. So cold, you need some kind of blanket to warm those brittle bones. Well, here's the deal, gotta keep it real. Make sure what you're playing is something you feel. There's nothing like the finishing prize, they testify.
right, that was it, The Loneliest of Dreams. I like that Johnny Cash line. You know, I really, in my opinion, I like the later recordings of Johnny Cash better than I like the earlier, and that's probably some kind of heresy. Man, well, you know, with those old guys like that, I, I know exactly what you mean. And, like, I'm, I'm kind of like that with John Prine. Like, I like his latter voice than I did the early that's John Prine. That's a good Prine. point. I mean, and, and, and it's, it's sad to say that because he actually beat throat cancer and he had throat cancer. Yeah. And then his voice kind of changed into what it is now. And it's, uh, you know, that's kind of hard to say. Like, well, I like your voice after you had cancer, you know, yeah. in your throat. But, yeah, but uh, you get the wisdom out of the music you that do, they write. The wisdom was definitely there, and Johnny Cash had that in the end. That's Personally, sure. I need more of 80-year-old Johnny Cash. <laughs> Even more than 30-year-old Johnny Cash. I got enough 30-year-old Johnny say, Cash man. in me already. You a lot to say. So, um, but yeah, Johnny Cash, man, uh, I mean, he's just, he's a, he's a legend, you know. But it's just uh, the, the reason I had that line in the song was just the fact that he, he kept going to the end, man. I mean, he knew death was coming, and he wrote about it, you know, and he sang about it, and he covered songs about death, and I just thought that was really the most beautiful way to go out, man. I can't remember <laughs> man, how many songs it was that he recorded between the time June died and the time he died, but I think it was like 300 songs that he yeah. recorded with Rick Rubin in wow. a period of months. Yeah, that was all the American... the American uh, Everything that was left over... They just they keep releasing records from him for so many years because they can. Because he was on the same label as like System of a Down at yeah. the end. Yeah, he, he didn't want to be on like the mainstream country radio anymore. Yeah, he got on with Rick Rubin, uh, who had done Def Jam records in Atlanta, and then he goes to Johnny Cash, who doesn't have a record contract, and says, "Hey, you want to play your own music and just do whatever you want to do?" And Johnny Cash says, "I've been waiting for that since the '50s." <laughs> I've been wanting somebody to walk in and say, hey, just record whatever yeah. you want to record. And that's the first American album that came out. He, that's all it was, was just all the songs he had thought about recording over the years that nobody would let him just put all together in one album. Yeah, I mean, it's sad to think about not having complete creative control as an artist, you know, and uh, mm -hmm, right. that's what happens when you get into those big binding oh, contracts and you're, stuff. And you're you're going to play what they want you to play. It's absolutely, you know, a well, sad from thing. the very beginning, Sam Phillips told him what he was going to do. This is how you're going to make it. This is the kind of music I want to listen to. And I'm not going to listen to any other because Sam Phillips didn't see that you could put a song about murder and a woman and a, <laughs> and a gospel song on the same record and that people might actually have those feelings. You know, that's the thing about Folsom Prison and San Quentin, those records that make a lot of sense to me, you know, working with folks that have been accused of stuff, and they have all different shades to them. Every human being has some understanding of each one of these songs. They can get the emotions and the feelings. It doesn't mean that every human being does what's said in the song, but, you know, music is just broader than what people realize sometimes. Absolutely. Taylor Swift can't encompass all of our emotions <laughs> and feelings in one album. I Absolutely not. That Shake It Off song, though, it, it, it's a pretty it, talented song. It gets a hold of like every feeling I, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Do you sing it in the car to yourself? Maybe maybe in the shower a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> my, my kids, they, they'll sing it to you. You know, they it's a, it's a catchy tune, though. Oh, you know, is. it really is a catchy tune. We all know? understand hella good. <laughs> I'm not plugging Taylor Swift. <laughs> I don't think she needs it. <laughs> yeah. Let's go ahead and hear another live song. What have you got for us? This is Recollection. Okay. 
we taught What we used to be It's time to go and pack our bags Get in the car and leave We walked it out, we talked it out It was never meant to be
really like that song. Oh, That's thanks, an man. excellent <laughs> Appreciate but, I mean, that, man. It, it really is. Somebody told me it was my wagon wheel. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been sticking with it. There's a there's a pretty good studio version of that song coming soon. Uh, Whatever you do, don't let Hootie. Cover it. <laughs> yeah, that is that's a great song. Yeah, well, I saw where Old Crow finally got a Grammy or something for that, didn't they? Yeah, for Darius Rucker doing their song. <laughs> yes, I was like, I wish they just let them do it, but uh, whatever, that's the world for you. Well, guys, this has been a great show today, and before we close out, he's going to play one more live show for us, and we're going to let you know where you can get his music and and see him live. Where can we get your music? Uh, well, you can get all of my music that I've recorded. Um, on the Bandcamp website, it's uh, www.jasonweb.bandcamp.com. All my music is free to stream and download. Um, I do take donations graciously, and uh, so you can actually go on there. I've got it set up to where you can pay what you want. Um, if you want to make a donation, it's always appreciated. Um, if you if you can't make one, then please enjoy the music. You know. Uh, also, if you want to check out some of my shows and stuff, I post through uh, Facebook. I'm on Facebook, Jason Webb Music. Um, I'm on uh, ReverbNation.com slash Jason Webb Music. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Jason Webb Music 1. That's the number one. We appreciate that. And we want to ask all of our lit, 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 the listeners uh, to do us a favor this week. If you listen to our show and you appreciate our show, Will you share it with one friend? I mean, just find somebody else that loves some music and share our page over on their Facebook page and let them know about what we're doing here because we'd like to get the word out and get these guys some more plays and let folks hear their music. You know, that last song that we heard, you know, that could really help somebody. I mean, actually could. I mean, we don't think about that, but most of the times that people get down in life, music may be the only thing that connect with them at that point. And uh, that message and that last song, really powerful message. Oh, man, thank you very much. <laughs> well, you've been listening to the Tennessee Back Porch with Jay and Brandon. If you want to find us, you can find us at the thetennesseebackporch.podbean.com. Also, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and all those kinds of things. Just look around for us. And thank you for listening to our show today. We're going to play out with one last live song. It looks like Jason has something to say. because No, I just want to remind everybody that we do have a lot going on here with the show. Um, there's a new radio station out of Jackson, Tennessee called Hub City Radio that we're being streamed on two, three, four times a day. Um, you can check them out right now on Live 365. Jason, when you were growing up, did you ever feel like you'd be syndicated? I did not. <laughs> Man, when I was a little boy, I was just sitting around saying, one day I hope I get syndicated. Oh, I'm telling you. Well, you can, you can also check us out on TuneIn Radio. Uh, you just type in the back porch and it'll pull us up. We're also on Stitcher Radio. And like Brandon said earlier, our website is tennesseebackporch.podbean.com. It's a mouthful. But also, just like Jason said, we we also generously take donations. Um, we don't do this for profit. This this equipment is very expensive. It's it's not cheap. So any help that you can give us, you know, is greatly appreciated. Like I said, Mister Mister Williams donated this software to us, and we're very thankful for that. So anything you can do, you can email us. Uh, all of our information is. Is on our webpage. So, you know, someone asked me this week, "Are you guys on iTunes? Can I download you on iTunes?" And the answer to that is no. Unfortunately, we apparently repel iTunes, and uh, they're allergic to us. 
but we are on Stitcher Radio, and you can always find us from Facebook. Just get in your car, and you know that's really good advice for a lawyer to give. Get in your car and play <laughs> with Facebook. But before you you know start driving out of the driveway, get on Facebook, turn our show on, hook it up to your Bluetooth, and listen on the way to work because you know it's going to be better than the other stuff you'll pick and up. And Brandon, on there is a way you can get us on iTunes. You can go to subscribe to a podcast, and you can type our feed URL. And it will automatically link with our show and automatically download our show to your iTunes account. But uh, I do have the instructions for that on our webpage if you'll visit tennesseebackports.podbean.com. Thank you, Apple, for making that so damn simple. Well, we've had a great show this morning. We appreciate everything that y'all are doing, listening to the show, spreading it around for us. And we got one more song here. Mr. Webb, Mr. Webb, you want to play us out? Oh, sure, man. I'll do a little song called No Regrets. And I uh, just want to say thank you guys so much for having me today. Oh, it's been great. I'm sure you'll be pleasure, back on. Man. This is No Regrets. Jesus Christ, you said your prayers right, you didn't waste any time, no, you didn't waste a dime, no, 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 where will this Ferris wheel be stopping? Sacrifice. No, no, no. You make a sacrifice.